That record got me high is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic produced by Woody Compton and Kelly Shane. Is This Tomorrow catalogs the absurdities taking place at the Zorro News Channel. Is This Tomorrow is available at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. That record got me high, and is this tomorrow? Bring you Jarvis Cocker of Pulp discussing his 1995 masterpiece, Different Class. I was at school, I suppose I was what was considered a nerd. I mean, I was like, you know, specky and tall and, and thin and bad teeth and that. And then, so you know, I, I wasn't a fanny magnet by any um, stretch of the imagination. Um, and so, Revenge of Supernerd, as the Daily Star put it, well, I suppose, I mean, I am considered to be presentable now, I suppose. So that's good, that's a triumph for me. When I go back to Sheffield, I still get abused. Because this is a thing that, like, sometimes people think that you dress in a certain way or, you, or for a laugh. But in Sheffield, it was a bit more grim than that because people will actually smack you and, and beat you up if they think that you look funny. And, um, and so wearing certain clothes isn't a joke in Sheffield. You're taking your life in your hands. So, um, and it still happens to me when I go back, because I went back to Sheffield for Christmas recently. And it all comes back to you. You, you kind of forget because you can get away with anything. But once you get back there, you, know, you're off, you, you get off the train and then you dodge in and try not to get beaten up before you get home kind of thing. We were rolling when you walked in the door. We were already rolling. That's if there's a guest because they have they have something important to say. <laughs> or they might say something interesting that it's we don't It's weird. Capture. I was saying coming here, it's weird now without a guest because it's just I'm not I'm not used to it now. At no, this point, we, right. the guest is the norm. So right. when, without we, a guest, I'm thinking, do we need this? Oh no, we don't need it. We don't nah, have a we guest. Just, you know, yeah, but just uh It's good though. I like it. I like ninety percent of our guests. You like <laughs> um no, I like ninety nine percent of our guests. Yeah. Pick so there's one. records you like. You know, there's some guests you like more than others, and there's some records you like more than others. No, I love everything. I Rob love everything we do. No, I don't think that's true. But I do. I'm all about love now. I don't know Jesus about you. Christ. I'm not a hater like you and all your friends. Man, see what you just do. No, what was that? That, that yeah, that's was hate. My, that no. was how I do. That of was course hater. it is. Well, that but was passive aggressive. Ah, uh, <laughs> see, you like to throw that tag on me. No, but that was please. 
Takes one to have you ever an expression? Yeah, takes one to know one. Yeah. No, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Uh, so are we rolling now? I'm assuming we're rolling now. Yeah. All right. None of that's going to be keeper because we said bad things about people. <laughs> well, we or not that. bad things. No, we should keep all that. Code. Though. Yeah, we should keep all that for the, you know, bonus. Uh, pay- we'll have a special Patreon level. For <laughs> yeah, what well, we really yeah, Robin we Barry really talking think. shit about This fucker, you mean you want to know something? No. This fucker here. No one. If you're listening and you think it's you, it's not. Not you. No, it's no. not you. Of course it's not. We love you. All right, welcome everyone. No, it's not. You're not important enough for us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> or that, or that, or that. All right, welcome everyone to that record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. You are shouting, jeez. And we, I'm geez. sorry. That's it. That, that's the end. That I won't shout anymore. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. The levels, the levels are <laughs> off the charts. Look at that. It's clipping. And it's just, uh, it's just me and you, Barry. Just, just us. Just the two of us. What's the last two? What's we the can last? make it if we try. Yeah. What did we do? What was the last uh, one we did? Just us. Uh, Boyvon. That was a good one. Voidvod was your I like pick. that record, yeah. And this is my pick. And but yeah, we sort of we've we've uh, sort of uh, resigned ourselves to the fact that we're a guest show. That yeah, it's cool. We get different people. This is, will be the as far as the schedule is concerned. This is the last guest show until Thanksgiving. The last non not non guest show. show until Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, maybe unless we unless we bump people, which we, you know. some might, well that might you know there there could be some where <laughs> they bump themselves whatever. Right. Um, I want to give a quick Patreon shout out to our newest patron Jeff Green Greenstein. I believe it's pronounced Greenstein. Uh, uh, thanks a lot, Jeff, for becoming a patron. Yeah, Greenstein is not an ordinary sort of pronunciation. Yeah, no, I, I believe it's Greenstein. And uh, once again, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, and you can become a patron, too. And then I, we could shout you out. And That's I right. either pronounce your name right or mispronounce <laughs> it. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Greenstein, you know, if it's not, you should have sent in pronunciation guide with, uh, your, uh, with your Patreon. So we're doing a record, and Barry, we have we have not discussed this record pretty we much haven't touched at, about all. It at all. We haven't discussed it, so no. we are doing different class by Pulp. Yep. And I didn't even. All right. So what do you think? I had never. I, I'll tell you, but I'll just flat out, I had never heard this record. I had never heard really? any of the songs on this record. Really? Yeah. The mid '90s are sort of a sort of a, a gray blank spot for well, me. It isn't just that. This was a British Brit- band. They 100% were huge British. in Britain, and they never they didn't really catch on in America, but they were huge they in did Britain. Not, oh, I can understand why because it's uniquely British, like the Kinks. They have the same problem yes. that the Kinks do, which is oh, if you only reference Britain. The Americans are like, eh, I don't really understand. Right. What's but he talking about? This record is a, one of the best records we've we've done. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you said that. I was getting nervous. You would say, no, eh, I would have. No. I probably would have thrown my headphones no, down and no. stormed out. It's no. <laughs> this is one of the amazing, best records we've right? done, and it's um, it's full of of um, it's very. It, I'm gonna say. It's the darkest record we've done. It's, it's, it's really, yeah, it is really dark, and it's not dark in a way that you go, "Oh, that's really not depressing. Obvi- not obvious dark like Joy Division or something no, like that." It's no, it's dark in a way that it's 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 revealing the way people really are. Yes, yes, that's Jarvis and the kind Cocker's- of things that people really think and yes, that they really yes. do. Yes, that's uh, Jarvis uh, Cocker's gift. Is sort of, sort of, sort of digging into the to the little uh, minutia of life, and then maybe things that aren't so that people don't discuss in uh, in proper circles. 
Um, very, which is a very British thing to do, right? It's not for the table; it's for the noise. I don't know what am I putting. No, put it under the. Stand? No, put it under your oh, beer. My, my because beer. when you okay. put the beer down, it's going to make a thunk. You're right. You're right. Uh, Barry just made a uh, hey, coaster. Yeah. Maybe we I'm could a, sell these on. Uh, I'm a craftsman. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so pulp was not on your radar. No. And amazingly. They they were a band that were around. They weren't on anyone's radar. They were basically around since the late seventies. <laughs> like he said, he says on stage at Glastonbury in ninety five, um, the big hit off this record, which we're going to discuss, yes. has come out. People are singing along with it, full volume, right? Every word, every word, because that's the kind of song it is. Yeah. He says, "Well, we've been this doing. I'm glad we've been fifteen doing this. years. Yeah. And you go." <laughs> Then you do the math backwards, you go, 1980? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Right. But, whatever. Oh, yeah. This yeah, this record is just like a monster. It was... All right, so so basically, yeah, 1978, he was only 15 years old. Years old. So him and, uh, and some other guy that's not in the band. The band's gone through a lot of different members. Sure, it's him plus. Yeah, it's him plus. Almost like, uh, <laughs> what's this, from the Marky Smith but <laughs> of The Fall. Me and my granny, it's The Fall. It's The Fall, right. Um, but uh, okay, so their main, um, their their most celebrated time was the '90s, was like the mid '90s, and yeah. they had um, they had put out a record before this called His and Hers. They finally got signed to a major label, Island Records, and then this one of the amazing things about there's so many cool things about this record, but the fact Common People was already written. He wrote the song, and they realized it was it was yeah, gonna, this is going to be a monster though. song. So they yeah. recorded it. And they ended up originally, oh, well, we're going to save it. We're going to write a record and do it. But yeah. no, they put it out. This record came out in October 95. They put this song out in May when the record wasn't even written. Jarvis, right. and then this song came out and it, and it went to number two. Yeah. It became, uh, you know, a, a, a huge song in Britain. And right. then Jarvis Cocker wrote eight songs for this record in two nights. Really? Wrote, yes. Eight of the songs in this record he wrote at his sister's house. there's only 12 songs yes, on the record. At his sister's house in two nights, he wrote eight. And he said what it was was that he finally felt like there were people that are, were going to be uh, listening. There so, were people that okay. were finally going to pay attention because no one paid attention right. to his band right. yeah. for, you know, for since their inception. They were basically just an ignored band. They were kind of like a joke. People thought it was kind of like a joke, this lanky. He was a very, like, lanky. Yeah, so it makes me curious about some of their earlier catalog now, too. It's, it's interesting, eclectic, very eclectic, yeah. but also very hit or miss. Right. This album is not hit or miss. Right. There's not. I could safely say okay. there's not a bad song on this record. Okay. It's, so it's like, uh, um, what's your favorite uh, Pollard? It's like that. What's the record with the Jets <laughs> on the cover? The one that uh, the the uh, one that everybody loves. Oh, uh, is that uh, Universal? Oh, now I'm gonna sound like a bad guy to my voices fan. Uh, which one is that? Is that Universal Truth? Mindy Hertz and give us a call in. Yeah, I but I don't know. You can't really say they put out so many records. Everything you can't pick. No one could pick a definitive GBV okay. record because uh, people okay. will argue about it forever. Okay. I mean, this All is right. clearly the de- definitive record. Yes. And the thing is, he was already so at this point. He's basically this is this came out right in the. Pop thing. So you had yeah. you had like Blur, yeah. Oasis, and Suede, and then Verve. Do they fit in that same Blur? Oh well, the the Verve. Yeah, they had yeah. that big huge hit. Um, yeah, which they uh, just got here. They finally got the rights back to it. Well, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, there's some more story to that, but Mick Jagger um, said, "All right, go ahead." Well, the trick is, are the are the Stones giving him the money back that they already made? No, I just think it's from from this point forward. Right. <laughs> yeah, with bittersweet. We've symphony. milked that cow until it's 
Right, and and it, yeah, and it was kind of ridiculous because it was just that one little musical cue. Oh, they got screwed. Yeah, they yeah. really did. They, yeah, they got hosed. But pulp. Um, so um, yes, this, I would say this record is a an absolute one hundred percent classic of of that genre, and it also has some really um, obvious influences. David Bowie. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Not only in vocalisms, but in um, chord choices and in uh, arrangement choices. But there's also a 60s element in here as well of like um, sort of 60s, I want to call it like orchestral British pop or things like... uh, And... The, the same kind of things that Nick Cave was feeding off of for oh, right. his solo okay. records. Okay, right. Um, so it, it, but it's cool because it gives it Lee all... Lee Hazelwood, uh, I guess, is one of those touchstones. I'm not a huge... My knowledge of that is kind of weak. But it, but it gives it all a, a timeless, kind of a timeless it quality. Because yeah, this is a record. Yeah, you listen yeah, to it, it could yeah. have, you could say, oh, it could have been put well, out in right, the 60s, well, in yeah, the 80s, yeah. in, the, in the 2000s. Yeah, my significant other actually said it remind, it's, it's kind of a... So it's kind of like like Boomtown Rats. She goes, there's a kind of a Boomtown Rats. I was like, yeah, I can see that. There's an 80s feel to it, too. But then that's also referencing stuff that's earlier. Right. And But nothing sounds dated. Some stuff you just knew, oh, well, that sounds dated now. Nothing on here sounds dated. Hell no. Right? Because it's classic. Ugh, it's been, yeah, it, was, it, it was produced in a way that, that, that the sounds are classic. Right. And you're not ever going to go, oh, well, that's, you know, well, that's a, you know, that's that synth- synthesizer. And it goes, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> right, right, right. Like right. there's that one Killing Joke song. On the first Killing Dart record, where you're like, great album, except uh, oh yeah, that the instrumental. No, got- oh, that, that was unfortunate that they chose that. <laughs> synthesizer. Wee, wee, wee. And you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that and one. there's and there's like synths and stuff. Or someone all uses a um, a rototoms, you know. Oh, the rototoms. Yeah, remember for a while, any band you were in with a drummer, they had the little rototoms set that their parents got them for Christmas. Or the disco. No, if you're a drummer and you're still using that, no. Well, you could probably do it now. Now, because it's, it's kitschy. Ironic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, here comes the cat. <laughs> then it wasn't ironic. Percy, you want a beer? What's up, buddy? You All fucking right. knocked the puzzle off the table this week, you asshole. My wife was working on a puzzle, and the, both the cats were sitting on the puzzle, and she had about, I don't know, a quarter of it done. <laughs> she goes, get the cats off the puzzle, and I clap my hands to get them to jump off the and table. They scrambled. They, went in diff- they scrambled in oh, different directions. And they- Everything just Nice. Well, start over again, bitch. Look at this. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was right. them. That's not me saying it. That's the cat saying That's it. That's basically, I would, yeah, I they're, 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 they, they don't know. They're assholes. They don't care. <laughs> they really are assholes. Um, all right. So, yeah, this, uh, so they're definitely, this is a band that's a quirky, it's funny that they're in, when you think of like Blur and Oasis, you don't it's, think. Yeah. It's not, there was it's, like a rivalry because Oasis were considered the working class northern lads and. Uh, and with um, a penchant for cocaine. Yeah, right. But they were like more of the working class and then Blur were like the bourgeois, um, they were they were kind of like the uh, yeah. artsy the artsy yeah. kids that came from the better side, yeah. and then pulp were kind of in between because they were more like a working class background. Are Sheffield, right? Yes, and yes. That's working class, that's right? The working class background, but they were also very arty, yeah, he and went to, he went intellectual, to, and, and very intellectual. And he went to art school, right? He did go to art school, and, and that's that a comes big part up? of yeah, oh, it but, does yeah, yeah. in, uh, in um, common people. It does, and and a lot of this record is uh, there's a lot about class. Oh my god! Well, different class is the name of the album. Different class, and they they use it for two different meanings. Because he said also he had a friend that used to say so. Oh, that's uh, uh, 
of a different class, like talking about something that's really special. Better or, yes. Yeah, a different class. So definitely they use different terms. But so, yeah, Jarvis Cocker was a little, so because he was so young when he was starting playing, he's a little older than these other guys. He's kind of like the Oscar Wilde of the Britpop. Oh, yeah, people. okay. That, yeah, that's a great literary, Very literary, yeah. uh, bookish, uh, and he had a wit. He has a very... Very, yes. A very sophisticated, sophisticated wit. British and wit. And he's very... Vicious. Oh yeah, he can be when he wants to, and it's the, uh, deliver his delivery. I love the way his vocals are recorded. He's very close up to the mic. Yes, and you could hear him breathing. Yeah. Yeah. You could hear every little inflection as he's throwing yeah. these little these little Barbs. jabs yeah. out. Yeah. And it's well, there's so one there's great. one verse in Common People that is. Uh, where he turns it around on the common it's people. So, you could do, we could do a whole, whole podcast on just, just that on that song, Common yeah. People. Because, uh, all right, so let me tell you real quick how I discovered um, Pulp because I actually did discover them. In- it's my family. Look, <laughs> they've returned home hey. for their, their great trek across the park to the Publix to get. Looks like a variety pack of seltzer or oh, of, a, of a cider. Cider. The first time I heard Pulp was on in the movie Train Spotting. I had the train. I got the Train Spotting uh, soundtrack. Two thousand one, early two thousands. Huh? Train Spotting, early two uh, thousand. No, no, no. I think it was early, but um, ninety seven. Susan just said ninety seven. She's killing me. She was pregnant yeah, with our daughter. It was late nineties, right? Wow. All right. So the song "Mile End" was on there, which isn't on this record, but it's a great song. It, it was a, a B-side for another song, a song on different class. The song "Mile End," and I heard it, and I said, "Oh wow, this is cool." I never okay. heard this guy. So I went out and got the album "A Different Class" because you saw the cover. When you, when you see the yeah, cover, it's, it's a great cover too. Cut out figures, and uh, you know it's an actual. It's wedding. Real. That's a wedding. It's someone's wedding. What it was was the the people uh, people were having a wedding and they knew they 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 knew. Oh, yeah, I read the story of that photographer. Photo. Yeah, it was a it was a famous photographer that took bands yeah. and they said uh, you know uh, they couldn't really afford to pay much and he said well I'm doing a project for this Maybe. band. Yeah, could yeah. I if I shoot you could I do something? So yeah. this is the family shot and then they took cutouts of the band and put it in there. But the funny thing is, no one in the family knew this was going to be an album cover. No. And they didn't or know. Or that it was going to be. No, that it was <laughs> going to be this huge thing. No one got paid for it. But, right. but, they, but they did get a famous photographer to take their wedding picture for did. free. They did, yeah, right. So, so they got paid a, it, was a, it was a fair deal. But the way they found out was they saw in record stores uh, for the record, uh, posters oh, for the shit. record with their family. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yes, that's how they it's found what, out. How, how, we, we, that, it's what? You know, it's top of, the, top of the charts. Yeah, 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 right. So, um... Uh, yeah, so I went out and got that and just, yeah, was blown away. But this song, I remember this listening to Common People and then just keep putting it back and listening to it again. Oh, yeah, and again. I probably <laughs> listened to it. I probably listened to it 50 times. Yes, and it's just because it's a you perfect, can't. It's a perfect song. And just when you think, okay, it's a great song, it builds and it builds. It's a perfect song. <laughs> now, that's amazing. not to disparage anything else on this record. Because it's it's very close to being a perfect record. It really is. It's um, lyrically and musically, it is extremely catchy and extremely clever and smart and yes. um, unsparing in its criticism of the interior and exterior lives of right. people. The people he's uh, he probably he's kind of like uh, when Truman Capote. Like started dishing on all his friends. <laughs> yes, that's and very you good. know the, I'm sure there's people in here that recognize themselves. Oh yeah, well he sings. Yeah, there's definitely real people on this record that he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't even change. Some of them he doesn't even change their names. <laughs> um, I heard I, I read something really great. Uh, someone described their musical style. You're gonna love this as a cross between ABBA 
and the oh, there's fall. Abba. Oh, there's from and real. the fall. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> correct. That great? Because, and or like later fall. <laughs> yeah, you know, at fall post. You know, yeah, um, Abba and priest. the fall. But the Abba thing, yeah, definitely comes up because there was a song I was listening to, and I was like, oh my god, that's um, you know. That's an ABBA chord change right there, and yes, the arrangement yes. is ABBA. The, the music—it's—it's it's almost the, the thing is his his vocals and and the lyrics are so great that you almost forget. Oh man, there's great. The music's amazing too. It's amazing, yeah. The songs and it's are, not like a huge ensemble. It's guitar, bass, keyboards, the violinist. Does right, he play with right. them all the time? Well, the guitar, it's the, one of the guitar players also plays, plays violin, violin. So he and, plays and, violin and a lot Cocker while the other guys play. wanders guitar. around singing. He does, but he's also drummer. a musician and he wrote like uh there's a funny story they have about uh common people when he first came to the band he he had bought one of those little casio keyboards oh yeah and he just got the beginning of it um and he played it for him and, and they're all like no that sucks <laughs> because you know the funniest thing uh if you realize about common people it's basically three chords yeah, the yeah. Whole so, song. No, i was i was actually thinking to get our band to play it because i was like oh i could teach that to them in like a, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> when uh, when he was five, when Jarvis was five, he survived a bout of meningitis, which permanently damaged his eyesight. And uh, oh. and he was very lanky. So as a young kid, he he wore the spectacles, uh, these big yeah. spectacles, the and he was very lanky. Glasses, so sure. he would get picked on a lot. Ooh. And he said, according to Cocker, um, Sheffield was a city where you, you'd get these packs of blokes all dressed the same in white short sleeve shirt, black trousers, and loafers. And they'd call you a queer or want to smack you because... Th- they didn't like your jacket. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so this is what yeah. this is what he grew up in. Yeah, I'm uh, guessing the Dean Khan from uh, Burnley, just around the corner from Leeds, probably has some similar experience. experiences. Experiences, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. As a, as a young, uh, <laughs> you Pakistani Indian, lad growing Pakistani up in. Lad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and, and you mentioned that uh, Glastonbury performance. It, it's amazing because it, all right. So this is basically a band that was sort of on the fringes, never popular. They put out this monster single. Um, so towards the end of June in 1995, they got a phone call. Uh, one of the guys in Stone Roses had broken his collarbone mm-hmm. and uh, Glastonbury. So they were supposed to headline Glastonbury. Right. So Glastonbury, they tried to get Rod Stewart. He couldn't do it. So they asked Pulp, since they just had this huge single, will you guys headline Glastonbury? Damn. And they did. And that's the gig they did. And there's songs on here, like the first song in this record, the first time they ever played it live was in front of 80,000 people at Glastonbury. No pressure, <laughs> but uh, it's it's just uh, it's just amazing. And like you said, when they play "Common People," it's the last song they play. The entire everybody's, crowd, everybody's is singing, singing it. back yeah. to them. And uh, and it's is, not. I don't. I'm not good with remembering lyrics. I can I can sing along with that song, start to finish. Now, right, <laughs> every word. Yeah, and there's a lot of words in it too. He crams there, a lot of little words. He does, in Does, but oh. it's it's because it's cinematic. And it's just like an incredible scene in a movie where you remember every perfect detail. Yes, it is. All right, let's so let's start with yeah, this man. record already. Let's just start. Uh, we've been talking about it. This is uh, we'll get into the first song, and it is that uh, the song Misshapes, which uh, which was the second single when the record actually came out. It was the single they released, and let's listen to a little of Misshapes. Misshapes, mistakes, misfits. Raised on a diet of broken biscuits Oh, oh, we don't look the same as you And we don't do the things you do But we live around here too, oh really Misshapes, mistakes, misfits We like to go to town but we can't risk it Oh, cause they just wanna keep us out You could end up with a smack in the mouth 
down the gauntlet this is basically oh, yeah. what, what i was just talking about the about people. and yeah and misshapes i guess misshapes comes from an old-fashioned word for a broken product and often like foodstuffs like a, a cookie uh, they'll say it was the seconds rejected right yeah the yeah, seconds, yeah yeah for damage and, uh, or raised defense. on a diet of broken biscuits actually oddly enough broken biscuits is a instrumental by a band called the deviants oh really yeah it's <laughs> a great instrumental so i'm wondering if I, I hope that that's what he's referencing. Misshapes, mistakes, misfits, raised on a diet of broken <laughs> biscuits. Oh, we don't look the same as you, and we don't do the things, things you, you do, do, but we live around here, too. too. Oh, really? <laughs> um, we'd like to go to town, but we can't risk it, because they just want to keep us out. You could end up with a smack in the mouth just for standing out now, no, really. really? <laughs> um, but then it's an anthem. Brothers, sisters, can't you see? The future's owned by you and me. There won't be fighting in the street. They think they've got us beat. But revenge is going to be so sweet. Why? Um, because we won't use guns. We won't use bombs. We'll use the one thing we've got more of. That's, That's our, our minds. minds. Yes. So he's saying right off the bat, fuck you. I'm smarter than you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So th- I was thinking this this song isn't more about a class struggle. It's more of a cultural, yeah. I- intellectual struggle, which is kind of, that sounds kind of like well, what, he was what smart, we're going through kid, today, oh, maybe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in a way. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So there is a class element in there, but it's more just like, uh, you know. If there's a like, there's some people, the dumbasses, look out. You think, oh, you think you're going to win. But right, right. Uh, we're gonna tr- the, the triumph of the intellect is going to uh, uh, right. be uh, the 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 the, the, meet, the way it happens. And on on the record on the on the record they would have little they had little like like notes of, by the songs and by this song they had a thing that just said we shall fight them in the beaches and the stag and King's Head. These are probably like different pubs or something. They are if pubs. it comes to that, you know the score. Ten blokes with. Tashes in short-sleeved white shirts telling uh, you that you're the weirdo. Fear not, brothers and sisters. We shall prevail. Yep. Live on. Check your lucky numbers. How much money could drag you under? Oh, what's the point of being rich if you can't think what to do with it because <laughs> you're so bleeding thick? So he takes <laughs> a, takes a, a stab at stupid rich people, too. Right, right, Like right. He, He's just got it's Knives Out. This song is a Knives Out song, um, as most of them are. Um, Oh, we weren't supposed to be. We learned too much at school, but now we can't help but see that the future that you've got mapped out is nothing much to shout about. Boy, howdy. <laughs> it's And the kinks, I, I got to think there's kinks in this one, in, um, in not only in the, the, the English attitude, but also there's musically there's some... And some Delivery. There's some Ray Davies in there. As oh well. yeah, I I got to think the band had to be big Kings I, I, fan. I think he so. had to be a big Ray Davies fan. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Because yeah, that stuff doesn't come from anywhere. No. All right. So that's a, a excellent opening to the record, and then we get into song number two, which is pencil skirt. Raise your pencil skirt like a veil before my eyes, like the look upon his face as he's sipping up his flies. Something 
Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis. Yeah. Um, so this is a couple's. This isn't that. This is the one of the class of songs on this album that is about um, a guy who is um, interloping in some yes, manner. Yes. Right. And yeah. that's a common that 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 occurs in this record more than once. Right. Well, because he's either doing an actual uh, physically like in this song but sometimes just watching as a voyeur like voyeuristically oh, yeah. he's interloping oh, but, yeah. it, but in this one yeah it's actually a guy I'll show you you know when he's out of town there's some cutting well, it's, a, it's about a guy that's um, who, it's like a Lothario who'll sleep with or Lothario who'll sleep with well he'll sleep with anything because he says now you can tell some lies about the good times that you've had but I've kissed your mother twice and now I'm working, working on, on your, your dad. dad oh baby <laughs> it's um, so like sordid and lecherous the way he delivers it Lecherous. Speaking of this, this particular verse, verse three, according to Genius, if you look under the bed, then I can see my house from here. So just lie against the wall and watch my conscience disappear now, baby. So <clears throat> if she's looking under the bed and he can see his house from here, we're there. Um, Having a little bit of from behind. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. That was I puzzled that one out. I was like, oh, what if you if oh you're looking under the bed and he can see his house from here. Uh, yes. Which right. is an old joke. An old. It's an old Jesus joke about <laughs> I can see your house from here. You, you probably don't know that joke. Uh, I, I feel like it sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. You may yeah. have uh, you may have told it on the show. It's before. too long to tell. But everybody, every bad Christian. Knows that joke. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'm not. A, I'm a bad Jew, so. Right. Uh, we have our own things. Um, yeah. So this is the concept of uh, debasing oneself and giving into primal urges is something that seems. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. That yeah, he yeah. likes. He's, is appealing. He's to yeah. <laughs> well, he likes to write about it. He likes yes, to write about people right. doing it. Um, and this is someone who's married or or is oh, uh, engaged yeah. In a relationship. to be married. Yeah, engaged, right. Um, but he says, I only come here because I know it makes you sad. And right, and he's, and yeah. I only do it because I know you know it's bad. Oh, So it's just like, you it's know. Like, he's like Satan. It's, there's a satanic yeah. element to this guy that he he wants, he enjoys the fact that this woman, that or, uh, you know, we're assuming that this a woman is um, having a... Um, very grave misgivings about yes. what she's doing. But oh she yeah, does yeah. Which it anyway, there's a lot on this record too of people sort of doing things and uh, regretting it, like regrets. Yeah. There's oh, a lot of regrets, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. morning after. I feel uh, like I actually yeah. feel like I need a shower after. This. It's a pretty, like I said, <laughs> it's dark in a way that's um, that's, um, you know, it's not sexually dark. Like uh, it's just dark in a very candid and. Um, convincing way yeah and it's not subtle it's not like it's subtle but it's also not in your face or anything it's just sort of no because there's matter of, it's very matter of matter fact. of fact yeah yes. yeah 
Which he's good at. Yeah, he's good at. He is good. Um, all right. Let's, you wonder uh, which character that is, <laughs> who he knows that's that person. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. So let's say we're about halfway here, but let's. I, we need to take a break before we get the third song is Common People. We need to take a little break yeah. and uh, I need to get our, another beer. Uh, Presidente we, Beers, yes. uh, the, Ooh, the pride of they should sponsor uh, us. The, the Dominican Republic. Right, that's I'm gonna right. Call, I'm going to call Presidente right now. We'll be back in a minute with uh, <laughs> that record got me high. We'll be right back. Yeah. yeah I'll, we'll get him on the phone. That record got me high is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic produced by Woody Compton and Kelly Shane. Is This Tomorrow catalogs the absurdities taking place at the Zorro News Channel. Is This Tomorrow is available at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. That record got me high, and Is This Tomorrow bring you Jarvis Cocker of Pulp discussing his 1995 masterpiece, Different Class. Well, people say the camera doesn't lie or whatever, but the thing is the camera does focus your attention on certain things, like um, like it's daft to say that if you had a ca- you got a camera in this room and you, and you film something, that you just see in the room because the camera will... If a camera, like, points at that picture on the wall over there or something, then your attention's drawn to it. Just being in a room, your attention isn't particularly drawn to that picture, but once the camera's pointing at it, you think, oh, that must be significant in some way, I'll look at that. And I think it's the same, a little bit the same in songs, that you'll describe things within a situation, like a hole in the carpet or something like that, and by describing them, you uh, give them some significance and it says something about the way this person's living or about their state of mind or something. I think that details are the things that reveal things. And the world outside Hopefully my phone will start making noises because I feel like people expect that now. They want the phone to noise. make some noise. Some noise from my phone, I feel like. All right, we're back. This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we're talking about the wonderful record, Different Class by Pulp. If you don't own this record and Go you're a music it. fan, yeah. you, you need get it. Needs it to be or part listen of to your... it on Spotify. I'm up, you know, I post a link. I'm not sure. A lot of people probably don't go to our website to listen to the podcast, but I do post a link every week for how to listen to the album if you want to at thatrecordgotmehigh.com. So within each episode, you get to scroll down and say, oh, look, I can listen to Different Class by Pulp just by clicking on this link. Right. And and I can't imagine who would not like this record because I feel like it, 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 it so many different people that like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, fla- you know, Flash yeah, from... I think it's going to grow on her. But I think I it will, maybe. Yeah, maybe she's in a bad mood. <laughs> it's also possible. <laughs> Flash from Some the band stuff, yeah, F right. oh, told yeah. me oh, it was his favorite record. Yeah, I'm thinking, right. this is your favorite record because yeah. he's like well, a metal some, guy. Somebody messaged me and said... Oh, Lisa Kitchikat said, "Oh, I could have got, um, I could have found you a female to talk about the record." Is she talking about herself? Uh, maybe I don't know. And I said, "You know, we we got to do the. It's like um, no, I'm not say? sharing. I'm not sharing Jarvis. Well, that's what anyway. I said. DJ's <laughs> choice. You know, we, <laughs> that's we, right. every now and then we got to pick one ourselves. I'll so. share. And I'm really, yeah, I'm glad. This is one right from the start when when we were doing this podcast. This was one of the songs I know we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Different class. And then all right, so here's the song. Here's the song that uh, that made sort of made them uh, 
Sort of? No. Yeah, there, no. Yeah, that, that no, there's no them, sort of. Got them to headline uh, at Glastonbury and sort of put Voted them in the pantheon. In the 2012 NME survey, they topped Nirvana and Oasis as this was number one best song of the 90s. Yeah, and it's it's untouchable. Let's hear, listen to a little <laughs> of Common People. painful to turn that it's down. It's painful to fade it down, right? Because you just it's, want to listen to it. There's so the much end. more to the song. <laughs> and I'll I'll mix it up under our jabbering. But just to unpack, just the beginning of it, when he starts, oh, he's just oh. tell, painting a picture. Oh, my God. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied <laughs> sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. Which means he was also studying at St. Martin's College. Yes. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a Roman Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And then in 30 seconds time, she said. Oh, right. That's the thing. Like, she wastes no time in revealing her complete condescending rich person. Yes, because basically this song is about slumming, something called slumming Slumming. or class tourism. (laughs) Yes. Right. So she says, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common Common people people like you. And what does Jarvis say? Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll I'll see see what what I I can do. do. (laughs) And then... He takes her to the supermarket, yeah. and he says, pretend you've got no money. Ugh. And she just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny. I said, yeah, well, I can't see anyone else smiling yeah. here. <laughs> so he knows, I, I guess he came from common people roots. Not not as common. There's There's been some uh, talk, well, he wasn't really, but, but still, he did. This is all a real thing. He went to St. Martin's College, and he was studying, and, and this is a girl, and people, you Apparently know... Apparently a Greek woman. Well, they tra- tracked down. Tra- Her name is Danae Stratow. People pretty much have decided it's Danae Stratow, and she's now, she's the wife of a former Greek finance minister, Yanis <laughs> yeah, right, Va- Varvukas. Right. Yeah, right. And, uh, but he said, Jarvis said, nothing ever actually happened be- between them. But he just overheard her saying that she wanted to live like in the East End of London and live like the common people and basically what she was saying. So and 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 yeah, so he was saying, but obviously if he's going, he was able to go to college and do this. So he maybe wasn't as working class as the as the narrator in this song. Yes. But, but remember what what what's our friend Rat Bastard say about if you've gotta have a great bridge? That, oh. oh, yes. 
Oh, rent a flat above a shop and cut your hair and, and get, get a, a job. job. Smoke some fags and play some pool. Pretend you, you never, never went, went to, to school. school. But still, oh, you'll, never, so great right you'll never get it right. Because you, when you're laid in bed at night watching roaches climb the wall... If you called your dad, he could stop it all. Yeah. You'll never live like common people. Yeah, that, that was the bridge, and now this is the, right the, back into chorus, the chorus, the triumphant chorus. You'll never do whatever common people do. Never fail like common people. You'll never watch your life slide out of view and then dance and drink and screw because there's nothing else to do. And that's it. This song is so, it's just so amazing because it perfectly states, like, people don't know. People talk about, oh, the poor people, you feel bad for poor people. You, you don't, don't really know, know what it's like. You could go live in a poor, like, I remember. If you have an escape hatch, you, if you don't have, know. I remember going to San Francisco and seeing these kids that were living in the park, but I heard a lot of them were like trust fund kids. Right. So these are kids that had trust funds and stuff, but they were just slumming it. They were living in the park and they were smoking pot and whatever but they knew they could call, call their home. parents and call they could home. stop I want to come home so that's uh, the and, difference and in verse 4 is where he turns it around it gets and he right because the song just changes first it's kind of funny and you cute. think oh he's compassionate towards the common folk but here's Jarvis's then, experience of common folk as well. Right, right. Like a dog lying in a corner, they'll bite you and never warn you. Look out, they'll tear your insides out because everybody, everybody hates, hates a, a tourist. tourist. That's such a great line because that's so true. Everyone hates a Especially tourist. Especially one who thinks it's all such a laugh. Yeah, and the chip stains and grease will come, we'll come out, out in the bath. bath. <laughs> you will never understand how it lives, feels to live your life with no meaning or control and with nowhere left to go. And this is great right here. Just go ahead, say the next line. You are amazed that they exist and they burn so bright while you, you, whilst you can only wonder, wonder why. why. <laughs> um, it's brutal and it's, it's one of the, it's, you know, if he never wrote anything after this. Oh yeah, it would be it would be This it. is like this, this is, is mic like, drop song. Say, okay, I wrote this song. Yep, That's fuck it. y'all. Mic drop. Fuck this y'all. This is like remember um uh, what was the um you know, there's a few bands where they just oh, once you get to this point it's like oh, okay, well you don't really, you know, no matter what you did after this, <laughs> right. you, you, it's okay because you did that. Right. It's right. it's a it's um it's, and, it's stunning. It's and a they stunning have and song. I will say they have a the album after this called this is hardcore is yeah. a really good record. It's got uh, some really good songs on yeah. it. But there's no way you're not going to top this record and you're never going to write another song. This is like a once in a generation song. Yeah. Because best it, song of the 90s. Just everything, the musically it just builds and builds and, and like I can't a, believe I had I, I had never heard it. I know that's because it's America cuz we're in America. That's why anywhere else you saw, you heard the 80,000 people singing it back to him. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. I mean you're <laughs> like insane. oh my god this song's been you know it's only a couple of months old and the entire stadium it's like uh, right. it's it's like uh, 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 we are the world or we will rock right. you. Right. It's, it's right. A, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's just it didn't didn't quite trans uh, no. go over the pond no. or anything. All right, and this is what I was going to tell you before. There is a there is a version of this by William Shatner. I've heard about that. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Don't no avoid it at all costs. It's horrible. But William Shatner does because a version it's with of Ben Folds. Yeah, the Ben Folds guy. Would, it's, it's don't even don't even look at not even as a joke. Don't even find it because it's 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 the most horrible. Okay, thing I will ever. tell you about one thing that I also found um, on YouTube. There is a guy who does a rather amazing impersonation of David Bowie. 
and he has done a version of this song which is note perfect. Oh, really? With his fake David Bowie vocal, so uh, much so that well, you it, could totally picture. I, I, picture I it fooled me, and I went looking for this David Bowie version. <laughs> somewhere else and I couldn't find any reference to it and I finally figured out what it was this guy's like a comedian or a impersonator guy and he does this version of the song that's um quite stunningly like David Bowie uh, doing what's the song. It, do you remember his name or do we got a um, we'll, I'll, we'll you know what we'll it post it on there yeah yeah alright just amazing can't say enough about it but we have yeah, to we have to we move, have on. To move there's on. on there's some more songs on the record there is and now we get to the song I Spy I Spy Yes, very yes. much a spy movie setup. Right, right, and um, oh, but this song is like a—it's like b- bitter and vindictive. Yes, it's yes. like an, an, a, a, the narrator who's singing it is sort of—he's looking, he's walking through a, a voyeur. Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, walking through the London neighborhood, and it's sort of like when you look at everyone, you go, "Oh, look at you this think one. I don't, right? Look you, at this. Yes, you yes. don't think it. It may look to the untrained eye. I'm sitting on my arse all day. I'm biding my time. Right, until right. Until I take you all on, <laughs> my lords and ladies. I will prevail. I cannot fail because I spy. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's the it's the ultimate. I'll show you all one oh, day. Fuck you, fuck you. I'll show you one day. <laughs> right, when you're right. na- when you you sleep with one eye open, song. Yes, and it's very like you said. It's very. Cinematic, this song, the dynamics Very and everything. So. It reminded me a little of the uh, Radiohead that. True. Oh, yeah. Exit yeah. music for a film type yeah, yeah, thing because sure. it's very he's yeah. speaking, especially beginning, very close yeah. and very quietly whispering. Well, it I'm sure and, they uh, heard. I'm sure everyone in England heard this album. Oh, <laughs> please. Basically, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, I've got your number. Taking notes. I know the way your minds work. I've studied, and oh, and your minds are just the same as mine, except that you're clever. That you're clever swines. You never let your mask slip. You never admit to it. You're never hurried. Oh, no, no, no. And every night I hone my plan. How I will get my satisfaction. How I will blow your paradise away, away, away. Because I spy. Because I've been... St- <laughs> it's dark. It's, it's dark. dark. This and is right, like one of the darkest okay. ones on the yeah, record. Yeah, um, you see, you should take me seriously. Very seriously indeed. Because I've been sleeping with your wife. 
for the past 16 weeks, smoking your cigarettes, drinking your brandy, messing up the bed that you chose together. Oh, that's so <laughs> And in all that time, I just wanted you to come home unexpectedly one afternoon and catch us at it in the front room. Right, because that would make it even better. What would yeah. make it better than sneaking yeah. around behind you? And he has cops. a habit of putting the punchline in another punchline in the next two lines of a verse. You see, I spy for a living, and I specialize in revenge. So yeah. it, it, that's his M.O. Right, he's, right. Um, he plans and <laughs> plots ways to... Um, well, he's not unlike the, uh, the, the, um, the character in um, the second song, in, um, in um, Pencil Skirt. Pencil Skirt, right. He's yeah, where yeah. he's um, extracting a sort of... Um, toll on someone. Yes, right. By yeah, I slept and yeah, sleeping with the mother, with the dad, and yeah, <laughs> he's working, right. Yeah, he's just yeah, uh, yeah. he's all over the place. Uh, all right. Now, very, okay, the next song has a little lighter. It's uh, it's lighter. I this song is really. It's probably like to me, it's the most sort of positive up song on it the is. record. Yeah, because it it doesn't have a villain. And it, yeah, but it has, and it's a great story, and it's a truth from from what he says. It's basically a true story, and let's listen to a little of Disco, Disco 2000. 2000. Abba. However, the guitar riff, which I think Jarvis Cocker probably hijacked from somewhere else, was hijacked <clears throat> by um, the band. Remember that song, Lit Up, by um, the cocaine song, Buck Cherry. Oh, the, oh God. <laughs> Is it's, it really a Buck Cherry? They yeah, but no, this yeah. was at. They oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. They the, it. Uh, the, the riff that is riff. so. It's a really good riff. It's a great riff. I mean, it's a classic rock riff, it is. but the way it's played makes me go, could the guys of Buck Cherry have heard? Uh, I, I, I think they probably can't. They probably could have. Um, but, the, but the rest of the song is just, it's an ABBA song. And if you imagine the women from ABBA singing it, oh, you'd, be yeah. like, you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, oh, we were born within an hour of each other. Our mother said we could be sister and brother. Your name was Deborah. It never suited you. And they said when we grew up, we'd get married and never split up. But we never did that, although I open, often thought of that. So this is a real uh, a girl, Deborah. Her name was Deborah Bone. 
and they were born like very close ah, to each other. And so their this is parents, where he didn't change the. And end. their mother, no, he didn't change her name. And their and their moms became friends. And and he, but as she became, as she developed into a young woman, right. she was very pretty. And he he slowly had no chance with her. Yeah, like right. as soon as all yeah. the other boys started right. paying attention yeah. to her, he had no chance. Yeah, you he were was the just, first. You were the first girl at school to get breasts. And Martin said that you were the best. <laughs> oh, the boys all loved you, but I was a mess. I had to watch them try and get you undressed. We were friends. That was as far as it went. I used to walk you home, some, home sometimes, but it meant, oh, it meant nothing to you because you were so, so popular. popular. Yeah, so you feel really bad for Jarvis in this Yeah, song. sure. I mean, you know, and you know, it's the girl next door that's not, you know, no. going to But it's like when you. they're young, so they're saying this oh, thing. Oh, you're so let's funny. Meet, oh, let's you're, meet you're, up. You're, so what the song is about, though, they're talking about meeting up. Let's meet up right. in the year 2000. Won't yeah. it be strange when we were all, all fully grown? grown? And you can even bring your baby. Oh, well, this, I just have to discuss this one line because at the end of the song, he says this. It, it, it's kind of sweet. And he says, uh, oh, what are you doing Sunday, baby? Would you like to come and meet me, maybe? You can even bring, bring your, your baby. baby. And I just wanted to say this struck me as so funny because sometimes, Barry, have you noticed this? Because you have kids, too. Yeah. You remember when your kids were young? Sometimes people who don't have kids, they don't understand how schleppy it is to bring your oh, kids yeah, somewhere. Right. So sometimes you say, oh, I can't go do that. I got the baby. And they'll go, bring it. Oh, bring yeah. the baby. It's no like, idea. no. They have <laughs> You can't no just idea. bring a baby. No. Like, he doesn't even know the baby's name. Yeah. He's like, you can even bring, bring your, your baby. baby. <laughs> you had a baby, right? Um, uh, there's all right. So another interesting thing about the song is that because of the theme, millennial theme, the band knew that that uh, it was going to because this is before the year 2000. They decided to pull the song's synchronization license. Was this something that that's known in British? It's like a synchronization license where people could license it okay. to use for 2000 uh, things. They purposely pulled it so it wouldn't be used in like advertising or commercials yes. or and they didn't put it back in until the year 2000. Well, that's um, it yeah, that's uh, yeah, because you can just see it being used in like you know an, an ad for you know mints. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In the year Breath 2000. Mints. Yeah. But uh, I really like this song. It's a very sweet song. It's a really um, Yeah, and it's it's honest and it's a real story, but it doesn't have the there's no menace. No, there's, there's no, no menace, menace in this, in this and the girl it's actually a very sweet song. So this woman, Deborah Bone, she ended up becoming a mental health uh, professional, but the, the ironic thing is she ended up getting bone marrow cancer. Her last name was Ooh. Bone, and she died very young at like 51 years old. Wow. But she was um she was awarded uh, an NBE, which I yep. didn't write what that mm-hmm. was, in 2015 uh, for developing like a device, a brain box device, which helps young people co- cope with stress and anxiety. Oh, cool. And she did that. So, and Cocker, reportedly, he sung this song to her it's at her 50th birthday. It's something of the British birthday. Empire, Medal of the British... Oh, Medal of the British, British Empire, Empire, probably. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So he sung this to her at her 50th birthday. And so apparently she always thought it was kind of cute that he had this uh. song, you know, by this band, you know, that yeah. was about it. It's kind of like Daniel Johnson who wrote all of the songs, All of the songs wrote, about the one girl. One girl who he never told and never knew. <laughs> so we go from non-menacing to... Oh, to mel- to like, oh, that's a little melancholy. Now we go to real, really real melancholy. Yeah. Live bed show. She doesn't have to go to work. But she doesn't want to stay in bed Cause it's changed from something comfortable To something else instead This bed has seen it all From the first time to the last 
Totally, yeah. Which yeah, you totally. can hear um, almost, I think maybe Scott Walker is a reference in here, or the Walker Brothers. Oh, okay, That okay. kind of. And then Bowie, of course, yeah. is in it there. It's not like the kind of song that like Quentin Tarantino would use in one of his movies it, it, or something it, it like that. It definitely is. Like it could um, be in Pulp Fiction or something. But the story is really dark. It's dark, but not in a not in a, in a in a mean way or anything, but it's just very dark, like sad. Because it's basically well, it's, it's about it's just it's from the point of view of this woman, yeah, who is lying in a bed that um, used to get a lot of activity, uh, right, right. So it's a metaphor. Her bed is like a metaphor for, for her, her her entire life. Yeah, yeah. The um, bed has seen it all from the first time to the last. The silences of now and the good times of the past. And it only cost ten pounds from a shop just down the road, mind you. That was seven years ago, and things were very different then. Ugh. Um, and there's no need to complain because it, it never, never makes, makes a sound. Because it used to, like her only song, he's talking about it the going bang and banging against banging. the night. Yeah, and, the sure. na- and it's funny in here they say the neighbors didn't dare complain. It's like didn't they complain? Maybe because she, it was a big guy that she was with or something. It could be sure. Um, and but then he says uh, uh, something beautiful left town, and she doesn't even know its name. So she's lost this. Um, I, we don't know if the guy is still. I guess the guy is still around, but. Whatever it was that they had is now become something that's just eh. Oh, yeah. And, and the last verse, it's so sad and so yeah, down. Now every night she plays the sad game called pretending nothing's going wrong. Oh, but she knows if this show was televised, no one would watch it. Not tonight, but, but seven, seven years, years ago. ago. So it's like basically this woman's life ended seven years ago. And yeah. now she's just like a ghost, yeah. like sleeping in that yeah. bed. That's but not she, getting any she doesn't have to go to work, but she doesn't want to stay in bed because it's changed from something comfortable to something else instead. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Yeah, this one's a brutal, um, not creepy, just examination of yeah, life taking its toll on uh, relationships and uh, people's uh, expectations. Yeah. And all right, so that's a dark song, and now we get to basically a love song, and it's a really pretty love song. On the record, uh, a little, a little, a little maybe edge to it. But, uh, yeah, uh, let's there's listen a, to a little of something, something changed. Very different, but then 
very just us. Very, uh, very pretty song. Does this song remind you of like uh, a Pete Townsend a little, like the the yeah, chords and everything be, yeah, and the musically sure. it sounds like? Yeah, a, yeah. Um, uh, this is one of the songs that he didn't write in the, in the two days. This was actually written twelve years earlier. So he oh had wow! This song. Um, wow. And he says it's basically about the randomness of things about life. right. You know, I didn't know your name or, or what you looked like yet. Um, I wrote this song two hours before we met. Which okay, is funny. now I have a I have a theory about okay. this. All right, because basically, all right, so basically he's, he's singing about someone, and it's a very pretty song. It's got strings, and he's saying how they just sort of randomly met, and it right. sort of changed something changed. But the way he said uh, at the beginning, he says, "I wrote the song two hours before we met. I didn't know your name or what you look like yet." It, I'm thinking this could also be about someone he had he slept with, had a relationship with, where she got pregnant. She had a baby. Oh, and uh, this could be about yeah. the baby because uh, later yeah. in the song he says, "Oh, when we woke up that morning, we had no way of knowing that in a matter of oh. hours we changed the way we were going." <laughs> so I don't know because where he would brings, I be now? He brings things about children and babies. The album before yeah. this, his and hers, has a song called uh, "Babies," about basically about getting someone like he he loves someone so much he wants to get them pregnant <laughs> um yeah so this is just a little thing it could not i could be off base but this is just, i don't know I whenever mean, i heard it that's what i thought of it's um stop asking questions that don't matter anyway just give us a kiss to celebrate here today something changed oh when we woke up that morning we had no way of knowing that in a matter of hours we'd change the way we were going where would i be now um <laughs> would I be singing this song to someone else instead? Right. I don't know, but like you just said, something changed. Um, yeah, it's it's um it's it's a love song, and but what ha- what what happens underneath is hard to say. But it's not um it's um it's another sort of head coming up above water with this album of of uh because the next song oh then i knew you would love this next song this song is so great it was actually a a double a side with the first song misshapes and uh this song it's so great let's just listen to a little of sorted for ease and whiz
So it's a story about a kid that goes to a big concert. Well, a, a rave. Apparently, a that ra- was a oh, it's a big rave. Thing. Okay, it's a, it was a big okay. thing. They would have these giant raves with like thousands okay. of kids, yep. like in a field. And we're sorted for ease and whiz. I'm getting ease, ecstasy, and whiz speed. Speed, yes. Yeah, so and, I, he, and this is actually this is something he actually wrote it because he overheard uh, or someone he knew uh, the, uh, a friend recounted her experience of the there was a famous stone. Roses gig at Spike Island, and she had been to Spike Island when the Stone Roses were playing. When she said was full of, uh, what she said was full of, dodgy blokes walking around going, "Is everybody sorted for ease, ease and whiz? whiz. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. does everyone have your ease and drugs, whiz ready? Your, your drugs, drugs ready? Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> is this the way the future is meant to feel? Just twenty thousand people standing in a field, and I don't quite understand just what the feeling is, but that's okay because we're, we're all sorted, sorted out for you. So, um, but it's about this one particular character. Um, everybody asks your name; they say we're all the same. We're all the same, man. And it's and now it's nice one geezer, and that's as far as the conversation went. I lost my friends. I dance alone. It's six o'clock. I want to go home. <laughs> But it's no way, not today, makes you wonder what it meant. And this hollow feeling grows and grows and grows. And you want to call your mother and say, Mother, I can never come home again because I seem to have left an important part of my brain somewhere, somewhere somewhere in a field in in Hampshire. Who does that remind you of? Roger Waters? No, no, the guy that lost his mind and uh, oh, Sid Barrett. Sid yeah, Barrett. yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is more like the depression that comes after. Yeah, the morning because of course it's fake. You the euphoria is drug induced, yeah. so it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, and then the morning he says, "When you come down, right?" Yeah, um, <laughs> and but. You know, he feels so bad well, this in the is, morning. He's like he's been permanently damaged. Oh by yeah, that. yeah. And and also Jarvis said uh, he had said that like because he he had gone to some of these raves and the first one he went to he said oh this is great all these kids doing it but he realized by the end of the night suddenly all the people who'd been going nice one and empathy when you're trying to get a lift home they're all like no mate sorry mate. <laughs> It's like the common people oh, yeah. goes it's out all, the window then, it's just, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking bullshit. It's right, all, it's bullshit. It's just drugs, and that's, that's <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. understood. <laughs> but but to see it and say it, oh, you know, that he's basically, he's calling bullshit on the whole thing. Oh, yeah, right. He is, and it's funny because this... And was, on the people who go and do leave something on the field and never come, never get it back. Like right, that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, this, this, when they released this single, the Daily Mirror, which is the uh, paper in uh, Britain, launched a campaign to have, the, to have it pulled from sale with the headline, uh, Ban This Six Stunt, because the controversy was when they made the, the cover for this, it had like a little illustrated guide and making like a special envelope to hide their speed, to hide your <laughs> speed, which is the whiz in the title. But, um, but this, when they had to did this campaign, of course, it had the opposite effect. It made the it single made more even popular, more popular, yeah. and they sold. The Streisand effect, yeah. I want this removed from the internet. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. But Jarvis Cocker said it's ridiculous because the song is obviously not pro-drugs. Obviously if you not read the lyrics, it's right. not no. pro-drugs. It is yeah. not. not. It is all. about um, the illusion of the what the drugs make you feel. Say yeah, exactly. Robinberry drinking their <clears throat> yeasty brew. <laughs> well, you know, we're... Uh, Presidente Beer, yes. the pride of the Dominican Republic. Yeah, and soon to be sponsors of that record. That record got me high. All right, so that song did not uh, did not advocate drugs, but does this song advocate next song advocate love? Because it's called F E E L A N G C A L L E D L O V E. 
yeah. fearless little feeling Well, it kicks into a totally it sort of switches gears. Uh, so I'm going to say this is like um, almost like um, a Soviet block feeling. Remember the magazine song, um, song from under the floorboards, where you get the feeling that they're living in a dystopian or a, a very. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. It, yeah, the, room yeah. Is, it, the room is cold and it's been like this for several months. Right. And he's been in the room. The, the room is so sparsely decorated that he's able to visualize everything in it perfectly. Right, right, right. There's no surprise. But it's almost, and it's like he's using that as a metaphor for being in love. Like, yeah. well, are all these strange, this strange? Well, because all of a sudden, though, it's because what happens, um, he he sees spies someone, maybe in an, an adjoining window. Um, why... What is this feeling called love? Why me? Why you? Why here? Why now? It doesn't make no sense. No, it's not convenient. No, it doesn't fit my plans. No. So he's he's comfortable with the way things are, that they're not changing in the cold room. Um, and as so what do I do? I've got a slightly sick feeling in my stomach, like I'm standing on the top of a very high building. Oh, yeah, all the stuff they tell you about in the movies but this isn't chocolate boxes and roses. <laughs> That's such a great line. It's dirtier than that. Like some small... Of course it is. <laughs> some small animal that only comes out at night. And I see flashes of the shape of your breasts and the curve of your belly. And they make me have to sit down and catch my breath. And it's so cold. He's seeing a person across the way. Oh, and another, okay. A window. A boy, so he's he the, did, the voyeur, voyeur, Jarvis the voyeur. Uh, Jarvis you know, voyeur when you again. read it, it's almost even more uncomfortable than Jarvis saying it. Barry. Well, because he's singing it, and <laughs> when you read it, it reads like... It reads it, like, oh, um, boy. <laughs> um, uh, L-O-V-E, and as I touch your shoulder tonight, what is this thing that is happening to me? This room has become the center of the entire universe. I think he's thinking about that. I don't think he's actually touching the shoulder. I think this is a person. Right, right. He's, it's all, he's it's watching all a in person. his mind. Yeah, it's, and it's, the watching. voyeur guy, he's watching it all, which, he, which you could tell he likes. He's into that. He's, he's an observer. He's a big-time observer. He's a big-time observer. And then it comes in. Now, just the second part of this song, like the, the big part when it kicks in, listen to a little. Just I'm going to play a little bit right now. Just listen to a little of this part because tell me, I, it was bugging me what it's reminding me of. Feeling cold, 
It's Motown. It's then, the Supremes. It's Motown, right back where we started from. It's that song. Yes, Get yes, right back where, where we started said, from. It was bugging a, me until yeah, I finally it's, realized um, it's Motown. And there's yeah. also in... Um, Maxine Nightingale. It's a Maxine Nightingale song. In, um, Right. So he's and, definitely aware of that. Yeah, and, and, and that totally makes sense with this record. Yeah. It does. Like, like yeah. The, you got yeah. ABBA, you got Motown, you got all these different uh, records. Yeah, and that's what makes in. it a classic record is that he's referencing these things that are, and he's doing it in a very clever way. Like, um, Oh, yeah, so clever. So yeah. Clever. Well, right. that's, that's British. Uh, yeah. British is, uh, is clever. If it's not, the British, like the bad British music, it's, when it's not clever, no, then it's, it's just terrible. Dumb. It's just yeah. right. It's totally. <laughs> it, um, Vapid and inept. Right. All right. Speaking of uh, Voyeur, this is this next song is Jarvis. I think at his voyeuristic best. Let's listen to a little bit of Underwear. Why don't you shut the door and close the curtains? Cause you're not going anywhere. He's coming up the stairs, and in a moment he'll want to see you. Couldn't stop it now There's no way to get out It's standing far too near How the hell did you get here? me naked in somebody else's room I'd give my whole life to see it Just you stood there I in your underwear If fashion is your trade, then when you Pixies. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that chord change. It's got the Pixies chord change. It's got the Frank Black chord change. Oh, it's is got, it the like major it's, into it's, minor? It, no, it's major to major. It's an E major to a G sharp major, and it's the, something that he does a lot. Okay, and, and they were very actually uh, the British bands were very influenced by the Pixies because the Pixies were huge in Great Britain. Yeah. Like, but they never really got that big here, but they were huge. So they influenced a lot of bands. So, so I could definitely see that. This song is him. He first it switches perspectives. It goes from the perspective of the observer first, and of someone watching a woman. In, yeah. a, in a room, right. waiting for someone to come in. And he's almost like he, he's in her head. He gets in her head oh, he's because definitely it's like in what she's head. thinking, too. Right, and it's, maybe it's her first time, first right. sexual that's experience. What it, yes, that's what I see. Because like. um, it, you know... Um, <laughs> it's so like, and in a moment, it, he'll want to see your, your underwear. underwear. <laughs> if you could close your eyes and just remember that this is what you wanted last night. Right, right. Why is it so hard for you to touch him? For you to go and give yourself to him, oh Jesus! It makes me uncomfortable. It's this a song very because uncomfortable it's, song because it's very you. It's perfectly which. How could this guy perfectly encapsulate what you imagine? What a girl who was the like. night before, and maybe yeah, she's not and sure. maybe, maybe she's she, not sure. Maybe not. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. But it's like you're, you're, you're in it, right? Uh, right, you're committed. It's terrible. Um, but why does he need? He, I give my whole life to see it. Just you stood there, only in well, your he's, underwear because he. Is jealous of this guy that's getting to have yeah, this experience. Yeah, because he this, this is what he's into. He likes this. Yeah, um, he um, he would rather be the person, you know, there yeah. instead of this whatever, you know, guy that he um, that is having this opportunity with this woman, and the woman is, you know, there's so many great uh, little Jarvis throw-off lines, like he says, if. Fashion is your trade. Then when you're naked, I guess you must be unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how great is that? Yeah. And but once it's underway, 
there's no escaping the fact that you're a girl and he's a boy. So right, right, he right, makes it yeah. very uncomfortable. Right. It's a very uncomfortable. It is. And you know what's cool about it? It's uncomfortable. And then the bridge, it's got down, 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 down. It's got that uncomfortable musical bridge that's like makes it slightly off kilter. It's very, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's so a very, effective. It's the, such a good, like subtle, understated song, but it's yeah, really it's great. good. He, he's, um, he's totally encapsulated a situation here. You know, I, I used to read the writer, um, a lot, Paul Bowles, who was one of the early, he wasn't a beat writer, but he was, uh, he wrote The Sheltering Sky. He lived in Morocco, um, you know, in Tangier, and he um, wrote creepy novels. So they were creepy, and they had sort of a, from this, uh, things that happened in, in Morocco where he lived or in Tangier. And he would write about some things, and you would go, oh my God. I have never, that's exactly how I experienced something, and I've never, ever read anywhere You've never seen it put into words. Never seen that put into words, and that's what this is. This song is one of those where you go... It captures a moment that you've never, I've never heard a song like that. Like, it's such a little, minute little moment, but it's so, like... You understand exactly what is the feeling of this character, and how you're like, "Eh," you know, because first, you know, the first time is awkward a lot of times. It's so awkward, and the song, it just makes you feel so awkward. And, uh, all right, so let's get into the next song here. We get into... Monday, now we're at Monday morning. It's the classic, um, uh, the realities of being a, of the working Monday to yeah, Friday. Yeah, right, right, yeah. It is very bleak. It's another very bleak uh, picture he's painting. And this, I think, is very autobiographical because in the in the late 80s, early 90s, when, when he went to St. Martin's College, he sort of put the band on hiatus. Mm-hmm. And he went. To, that was when he went to St. Martin's College. But he lived in a place called Mile End, which the song Mile End is about, which was, a, was supposedly this horrible place he was living in with, like... Um, with like flies everywhere and it was terrible and he's miserable and he says in here and so you finally left school so now what are you going to do and it's sort of like now you're so grown up yeah oh so mature yeah (laughs) so it's kind of like everyone can relate to this because it's sort of you're when you're sort of realize well this this lifestyle maybe isn't going to cut it now you're getting older and it's like all the sort of um all that uh all the trappings of your youth 
are falling away. Right, right, um, right. And it's just so, oh, yeah. I know that it's stupid, but I just can't seem to spend a night at home because my friends left town and I'm here all alone. Right, right, right. And yeah. I, yeah, I think a lot of us know what that feeling is where, you you know, uh, stomach in, chest out, on your marks, get set, go. Um, and now that you're free, what are you going to be? And who are you going to see? And where, where will you go? And how will you know? How you know you didn't get it all wrong? Right, right. Are you make? Did you make the right choice? Should you be Is here? Is this the light of a new day dawning? A future bride that you can walk in? No, it's just, just another, another Monday, Monday morning. morning. Do it all over again, oh baby. Yeah, so we all know that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he paints this, but but luckily he got he he got down to business and got and ended up and he wrote this and he wrote yeah, fucking right. common people. Yeah, and, right. And Hopefully he, he doesn't have to work anymore if he yeah, doesn't want to. I don't think so. He shouldn't. Anyone who writes no, that song should never no. have to work ever again. No, you should have. You should. Yeah, he should get the MBE. Um. So this record definitely takes. Now we're at the last song, and it definitely takes a little a little trip through this sort of thing because now we're all the way the the night's over and it's the next morning and we're going to take a little trip to Bar Italia. Now if you can stand I would like to take you by the hand and go for a walk Get out of this place before they tell us that we've just died. Oh, move, move quick, you gotta move. Come on, it's true. Come on, it's time. I'll look at you. Okay, Pixies again. Oh, okay, so, but, but also you—it's very catchy. You got almost like the, that oh, sort yeah, of Abba, yeah, 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 yeah. sort it's, of Motown. But that the changes are Frank Black, and Frank Black, of course, is picking is is referencing things that um, I should be aware of, and I'm not. But I get that I could put Frank Black's voice in singing this. Oh, right. And although yeah, the subject yeah, matter true. is that's not true. exactly him. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not. not. But there aren't any aliens or spaceships. Right. Or but you could hear him <laughs> singing that. And it would make sense. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is basically, uh, they're out in search of some coffee after a night of uh, yeah. debauchery. Yeah. They're probably after a night of doing some, some ease, after, ease after they were sorted for their ease and whiz. And this is, Bar Italia is, is a real-life bar located on uh, 22 Frith Street in Soho, London. Okay. So that's basically, yeah, he's singing about a real-life bar. And he says, uh, that's what you get from <laughs> clubbing it. You can go home and go to bed because it hasn't worn off yet, and now it's morning. There's only one place we can go. It's around the corner in Soho. Where other broken people go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I love that line. Um, that's what you get from clubbing it. You can't go home and go to bed because it hasn't, hasn't worn, worn off, off yet. yet. Right. You're you can't eating. go home and go to bed yet. Because yeah. you're still right. speeding, so you got to go somewhere to... you got to um, take the edge off still. you got to get some coffee, which probably is not going to help. No. <laughs> I don't know. Hair of the dog, Maybe. Maybe. Um, wow, what an album. Uh, what an album, and uh, good. I'm glad. I'm really a British, been, a British masterpiece that it really I, is. I never would have heard, I swear, unless we had done this show. Well, I hope if I, if I if we expose some people to this record and they check it out, uh, I would hope I would I, say, yeah. I would hope so. If you've, and, and there's, 
I'm going to, frankly, I'm going to say it. There's probably, there's going to be some haters out there going to be, oh, Paul. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. That's true. That's true. Uh, Jarvis Cocker, I could see him being sort of a, a, polarizing, a divisive, yeah, uh, polarizing yeah, yeah, figure. But tell you what, man. You, it, it's, um, it's a very, very um, clever masterpiece. Oh, clever. It's like dense. There's so much going on. And there's not one. And you can listen to it over and over. Because I listen to it over and over, over, over again. Yeah, it does not get I'd be get like, old. oh, is it over? It, oh, okay. It, we'll start it, over it doesn't get boring. It's, oh, nah. it's so good. Nope. Uh, all right, so next week is our it's our one year anniversary at Laser Wolf. Is that exciting? Our Excellent. live at That's Laser right. Wolf. That's right. So it for a uh, year. Wednesday, uh, July twenty fourth. If the, you guys are in town, you should come. It's going to be awesome. Not not necessarily because we're talking about Kiss Destroyer, which uh, which uh, you know me and me and you were both. You, at one point, you were. A Kiss oh fan, my god, I was, I was a, a Kiss, Kiss Army had the poster so I. I had the poster on my wall. But our I guess, listened to Destroyer like. Over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah, right. But our guest, and wa- then I couldn't play guitar along with it because I was just young. I was just like so young. Oh, you weren't up to the. the oh, the you level would be yet. like you know. Well, Ace wasn't either. <laughs> right. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack on Destroyer. But Some our secrets. guest, Mr. Juan Montoya, still loves Kiss and still loves that record as much today, probably as he did then when he was young. He's younger than us. So he was probably really young uh, when he got into Kiss. But um, so the podcast, uh, the taping starts at 8 p.m. and then afterwards. Rumor is me, Barry, and Juan are going to be playing Play some Kiss, some kiss yeah. tunes live. Better, so, uh, yeah, you, uh, bone up on my. Uh, you guys don't want to miss that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's next. And Gene week. Simmons has uh, no, he's not going to show. Uh, <laughs> and if he did, we would be we would just say bad things to him. Vinnie Vincent's going to come. <laughs> right, one of the later, yeah, you know, yeah. one of the current members of Kiss who you have, you know, you would not recognize <laughs> it if they uh, no, no. slapped you. Uh, all right, so that's next week, uh, July Kiss 24th. Kiss Destroyer. Live at Laser Wolf. Yes, live at Laser Wolf with Chris Bellis and me and Barry and Juan Montoya. So uh, once again, this was uh, this was That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you guys next time.